Welcome to the Darkest Web podcast, in which we go behind the scenes with journalist Peter Green. Peter's been reporting out a series of articles for a partnership between Vice and AMC about how innocent Americans get caught up in shadow economies controlled by ruthless global criminal gangs. AMC's new original drama, McMafia, follows Alex Godman, the son of Russian exiles, as he struggles to escape the shadow of his family's mafia past. In this episode, we talk to Peter about how much an innocent bubble tea really costs. It never ceases to amaze me just how much business in this country goes on in the shadow economy. There have been a couple of studies that have shown somewhere between 7 and 12% of the U.S. economy operates in the shadows. That's as much as $2 trillion worth of business going on every year that is untaxed, unrecognized, in some way or other, illegal. Now, some of that might be people mowing lawns and not reporting the money. Some of that might be housekeepers who you know, work entirely off the books and support their families that way, but some of it is drug sales, some of it is people trafficking, some of it is corruption. It's, it's kind of amazing the extent of this. And yet, when they look at these numbers, 7%, 8%, 9%, even 12% is still far less, like half as much as the average of corruption in other industrialized countries. When you look at the size, the sheer size of this underground gray economy, this unregistered economy, you can immediately see how the opportunities for corruption, for criminality, are just vast. Whether it's politicians and officials issuing permits to build something because they get a little bit on the side, or whether it's thugs going around and sticking a gun in your back because they know you're working a cash job in a dry cleaners and all you've got is dollars that are fungible that they can just put in their own pocket. Or whether it's some you know much more complex scheme of stealing identities and creating gift cards and then using those gift cards to buy things to enrich yourself with. There was a case in California recently where a chain of Taiwanese bubble tea shops wanted to open in San Francisco. The city had passed some ordinances against chain stores, so they had to go through a very complex permitting process to get their permits and show they weren't just another cookie-cutter chain. What do you know? An ethnic Chinese city councilman, who they thought was their friend, offered to help them. What did he want? $80,000, and then the inspectors wouldn't come and harass them. After some negotiation, they agreed on $40,000, but the owners of the bubble tea chain had had it. They went to the feds, and when they showed up with $40,000 in a briefcase, it was wired. In Queens, New York, there's a street filled with Korean karaoke bars, some of which are fronts for massage parlors and possibly fronts for sex work. One of the local police officers was an ethnic Korean himself, told the people who ran these different shops that if they paid him and his associates a certain amount of money, the cops from the precinct would not make regular visits to these establishments. Inspectors wouldn't inspect them very often, and they would be safe. One or two of the establishments that must have been reasonably legitimate blew the whistle on them. In another part of Queens, in an ethnic Albanian neighborhood, an ethnic Albanian immigrant was trying to open a restaurant, got a lot of pressure from another Albanian immigrant who insisted that he pay him large sums of cash in order not to have his windows broken and not to have his store demolished. The aspiring restaurateur went to another Albanian immigrant who was a cop, who he knew. The cop told him, don't mess with this guy, he's big in the community. That didn't really satisfy the restaurant owner. He blew the whistle. It turned out that the Albanian cop was on the take from the Albanian mobster. These shakedowns happen everywhere. 
it's often easier for the shadow economy to penetrate these immigrant communities and for these immigrant communities to be susceptible to pressures of criminals who operate within these shadow economies and who prey on these shadow economies because immigrant groups very often don't know exactly how the American system works. They don't know what protections are available. They often come from countries where the last thing you would do is go to the cops because the cops are either there to enforce an authoritarian government's rules or to extort money from you. That makes them particularly vulnerable to criminal groups that would prey on them. We're listening to Peter Green, who wrote about the real-life exploits of global crime organizations with tentacles that stretch out into our everyday lives. Just like the characters in McMafia, a new original drama from AMC, we see how easy it is for corrupt officials in power to prey on vulnerable members of society. This bubble tea story was really interesting because it offers a window into how the American dream can run up against ingrained corruption and the shadow economy. You had a local businessman who had gotten the franchise from this Taiwanese company, was working with the company to open these shops. He'd had some successful businesses in the San Francisco area already, saw this as a great opportunity. Bubble tea is very popular, large Asian community, huge community in the San Francisco area that comes to Chinatown in the Asian area of San Francisco to buy Asian food. He thought he was just building the American dream. All of a sudden, people who are supposed to be the pillars of this American dream, a third-generation Chinese-American, worked in his family business, became a city council member, I think they call them supervisors in San Francisco, appears out of nowhere and says, I'll help you with this whole permit problem. Suddenly, where do the negotiations go? Well, yeah, I'll help you for an $80,000 contribution. This is not the kind of American dream that people come to America for. There's a real danger when this corruption goes unchecked that you start to rot the American dream, that people don't want to come here. If America is as corrupt as the places they come from, why come? What happened in San Francisco, I think there were several reasons why the scheme fell apart. For one, the council member was just far too brazen. $80,000 was just way too much to ask for the kind of assistance he was going to be giving. It made it clear that it was corrupt and that there was no other explanation for it. One of the other things that happened was that the people who had the franchise for the tea salons did not want to play the game. They didn't feel they needed to be protected by a corrupt official. They felt that there was a legal system, particularly in San Francisco, that was pretty effective, pretty transparent. And if the city wasn't going to issue a permit to them because they ran afoul of the franchising and fast food chain uh, licensing laws. No amount of money you could pay anybody under the table was going to change that. Only changing the law was going to change that. Uh, And so they felt that they were better off working with the government than trying to circumvent it. You know, there's a saying that if you want to get away with murder, wear a clean shirt and let somebody else pull the trigger. This is pretty much the story of white-collar crime and corruption. Politicians, in most cases, really just get a slap on the wrist compared to the hurt that their crimes have inflicted on the community. In this particular case, nobody got away with anything. The San Francisco supervisor ended up spending several years in a federal penitentiary. Um, He'd also, interestingly, was a real nutcase. He had run for this position in San Francisco while actually living outside of the city and falsified forms, including some tax refund forms, claiming that he was living 
at a house in San Francisco. Uh, so the feds got him on that. They got him on perjury charges. And then when it came to the other charges, he fired his attorney twice, two different attorneys. So he really made a mess of things and ended up with a fairly stiff jail term. Far more common that an elected official is forced to resign their job. They're barred from holding any kind of public office for a certain amount of time, have to make maybe some restitution, but they don't usually end up in jail for very long. The problem with corruption and organized crime is how do you stop corruption among politicians, elected officials, civil servants. In China, they shoot civil servants who are convicted of corruption. It's still one of the most corrupt countries on the planet. I don't know how you solve the problem. Rule of law, very important. Transparency, very important. But, you know, America is thousands and thousands of individual jurisdictions, each with its own set of rules, each with its own transparency rules. There is still so much opportunity for corruption, so much money to be made betraying the public trust, that it's really quite a difficult business to clean up this country. McMafia is a new AMC original drama based on Misha Glenny's groundbreaking study of global organized crime. Tune in for all the shady deals between international criminals, money launderers, and corrupt politicians and their bloody consequences on February 26th on AMC at 10, 9 central.